This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody, to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have Joe back again. He was missing because the man caught the European whooping cough. <laughs> and he is gone forever. It's not Corona, baby. Man, I've been <laughs> fucked up for like literally almost two weeks. So long, dude. You were gone for a minute. Well, because I was dealing with a bacterial infection that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> Do you know what people were commenting? They're like, I hope this fool didn't go out and eat pussy again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you fuck faces. <laughs> I barely get sick, man. I I got a strong fucking immune system. All right, <clears throat> and I was like, I dealt with the cold in Europe, and I dealt with all kinds of shit, and I was like, nothing is gonna take me down. And I've been tired for a whole month, and I just thought maybe from all the traveling, all yeah. the jet lag, whatever, right? And finds out that, um, well, I had to go to urgent care and shit because one day on JK News, they were like, go home, Joe. You just look fucked up. And I was like, I didn't, I don't know. Like, I'm just, my energy was down. Mm. So I went to urgent care and they're like, oh, yeah, you've been dealing with a bacterial infection for the last month. Here's some antibiotics. Take some antibiotics, right? So I'm feeling better. And then um, I'm, I'm doing the Tony Robbins seminar thing. I'm out in Florida. I'm roommating with, with Aaron. And Aaron's been sick. He's got like bronchitis or some shit. Like every night he's like, <laughs> you know, and I'm a poor Aaron, man. I'm like, I can't sleep. You know what? Let me just turn on some fucking white noise waterfall, some fucking dolphins and shit. You know, I'm listening to it. And I was like, I fall asleep with a, and then the dolphins like, you know, and then the fucking. <laughs> so the whole time I'm fine. I'm, my energy's good, you know? And then I start feeling some internal bleeding, bro. Like I'm fucking shitting and like blood's coming out of my asshole. And I'm all like, man, it's probably the antibiotics because I read it up. Yeah. Medicine, harsh medicine fucking kills your guts. That shit happens. I was dealing with that. And then after that, I get back and then um, I get a fever on, on Wednesday morning. I mean, Thursday morning before JK News. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I take a hot ass shower. I sweat that motherfucker out. I feel great. I get into the office. I kill it. Do some JK news. I go out and I keep pressing my my body. Like I just keep going out, keep working, don't stop. And then Gina's brain, we're supposed to shoot that whole fucking week. I'm done. I can't even wake up. Like I feel like your body was getting better. And yeah. then you were like, I'm good. And then you went to do the JK news thing and it just fucked it again. It fucked it, dude. Yeah. And then. So from Sunday till last night, I've been coughing all night. I don't even sleep. It's like every 10 minutes, I'm like, <laughs> and I just wake up and I'm like, fuck. Now I'm like Aaron. 
Oh shit! So you got you got the bronchitis from Aaron? Yeah, and like phlegm, all kinds of shit. I'm out here like you know that neti thing, the neti pot. Oh yeah, I'm out here like squeezing my nose like with water, and then the, the it goes into one nose, goes out the other nose, like like clearing out my nasal cavities. I'm out. I'm doing whatever the fuck I can, man. Taking hot baths, whatever. I'm like tonight. I'm gonna sleep. Take some Nyquil and shit. I don't like taking medicine. I believe that my body should fuck shit up. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck this disease, bro. Like, fuck that. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in medicine. I take a shit ton of medicine. When yeah, I, man, I don't. I don't. That's why I hated taking antibiotics. I'm like, fuck, I'm a bitch. I, need, I should <laughs> no, you be, need fuck shit, this. My immune system should fuck some shit up, you know? Do you have the, uh, but you're going to vaccinate your kids, right? Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to vaccinate them. <laughs> fuck that. Get the bubonic plague and shit. They're not that strong. What is that whole non-vaccination thing about? Because I know it got really popular because of that one former Playboy model. What was her name? I don't know. Uh, she. But anybody that takes science advice from a Playboy model is a fucking moron, dude. <laughs> but she was the one that I think she was the huge catalyst or the person that was talking about how. Um, vaccinations has a direct link to autism. Yeah, I mean, there has been some, I guess, studies in the pseudoscience world that says that, you know, these, this is what's causing autism. But I think what's causing autism is women having babies at a later age and they're also not very healthy and fit and... Yeah, I think uh, I, I read that those those studies were all non-conclusive, but yeah. people were running with it like it was facts. And so there was, a, I, I think it was at Disneyland. I forgot what it was, but you know, Disneyland's a hub for a lot of people around the world. Just, yeah. to, just fucking, it's like immigrant Vegas. Yep. So they come out, they're not vaccinated. They came in and a bunch of kids walked away with like the measles or the mumps. It was like some kind of fucking 18th century disease Damn, man. because they didn't vaccinate their kids. They it's had like, the bubonic plague <laughs> yeah, It's like, bitch, fucking vaccinate your kids, man. I believe in that shit. I just think, so as much as I can, I want my body to to fight it off with the immune system as, as, as much as possible. But, you know, it goes with being healthy as well. Like I can't pretend that it's going to fight it off if I'm not sleeping, if I'm not eating, yeah. if I'm straining myself and stressing myself out. I got the flu over the winter, right? I don't think I've had the flu since, I don't know, I was a little kid. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I legit thought I was going to die. Really? I, I, I was like, you know what? I have cancer. Like, this is what that shit is. I was in so much <laughs> fucking pain because I, uh, so I, my, my best friend's a doctor. So I called him up or I texted him. I was like, yo, man, like I'm dying, dude. Like, what's happening? He goes, hey, I think you have the flu. I was like, this is what the fucking flu feels like. What did you do? Puke and diarrhea at the same time? <laughs> so I had a, a crazy high fever. My body was shivering and Damn. I was sweating through my blanket. I, I was constantly oh, wow. sweating. So I couldn't get... I was hot and I was cold at the same time. And it felt like the marrow in my bones were hurting. Like oh, shit. anytime I moved like an inch, my whole body would be aching. That's severe. So yeah, I guess that's the flu. So I didn't know that. And the he was pretty bad. He was telling me that people still die from the flu till this day. Mm -hmm. It's not something that it's, it, well, it's, it's a viral thing. Mm -hmm. It's a virus and it, it mutates every year. Mm -hmm. And what the, what the flu medication does is that it takes the previous flu, right? And then it, it tries to develop an a, a antibody or whatever, or antiviral medication yeah. for that. 
And so, but that's a hit or miss because it'll mutate into something else. So it only protects you. I don't know. I'm throwing out a random number, maybe like 30 or 40 percent the way. Why is it always got to come around the same season too? I know. If I like, get, what? I don't see this motherfucker during summer. Like, where the fuck does it go? I got fucked, man. And so I, I went home, and I remember I was feeling sick uh, the day before, and I rested just like you. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm good. So I went <laughs> on the plane, but I put like a, a little medical mask around oh, me yeah. in case I didn't want to get other people sick. Oh, you're so considerate. Yeah. And so when, right when I got home. Uh, my brother picked me up from the airport and I had him blast the heater in the car to like 90 degrees. And they're like, it's and not bro- even that cold. Bro. And my brother was like, dude, I can't breathe in here. I was like, I'm still freezing. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, shit. My body was shaking. It was still shaking because it was cold. But oh, when, when they touched my head, I had a huge fever. So my buddy told me that I have to take um, like Advil or some type of uh, some shit to bring my temp down. Yeah. So I took like an Advil, a Tylenol, and I was in bed for six days nonstop. <laughs> and I couldn't move. And I was losing my mind because I'm so yeah active now yeah i i have to move every day that's how i feel dude i I haven't worked out in like almost a month i feel like shit day three i took a walk around the block Mm -hmm. just so i could get some air and i came back in and i passed out because i was in so much pain dude i I remember i was coughing in the middle of the night i got so frustrated i fucking started punching the shit out of my pillow (laughs) and i got up and i started doing pull-ups did some (laughs) push-ups And I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to work out this fucking respiratory disease to death. Dude, when you when you stay active and you don't move, it feels like you're losing your fucking mind. I think I actually had like ADHD. I was just too fat. <laughs> like it, just, it just didn't allow me to move. And that's what Mariel says. She goes, I think you really did have ADHD. You do have ADHD yeah. because now you're, you're always fidgeting. You can't stop moving. Like if I, if we're hanging outside after mm. we have dinner and we're in the parking lot you or something, move around and shit. I'm just moving around in circles. I'm like stepping back and forth, stepping back. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Now I'm you, dude. I, it's, <laughs> I understand what it feels like when you're at a funeral and you can't sit still. <laughs> Isn't it rough? Mm. I can't move. I don't fucking. Oh my god, man. I feel like I, I I legit felt like I was like in an asylum. I I, I wanted- my body's just starts going like this, <laughs> like my fucking <laughs> muscles like. <laughs> I understand why you wanted to punch your pillow because that's what yeah. I felt like. I, I, man, I just thought of punching the fuck out of my pillow. I was like, why can't I breathe, motherfucker? She was so hard, man. Like yeah. just sitting there and just doing nothing. But I found some of the coolest things for breathing. Like one is that 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 neti pot thing. You, you know, I love that shit. You that's get all you, of your uh, mucus. Yeah, it goes one one nose out the other nose. Um, you know the 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 Vicks n- nasal yeah. thing. You fucking put it in your nose and you breathe it, and you get all this menthol up your nasal cavity. They have these little Vicks shower tabs. It's like it's like it's like these little like dissolvable uh, uh, pill. Like it's not a pill. It's like a big tab like that. And you put it in the shower, and then the fucking water hits it, and then all its vapor turned into steam. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you are. <laughs> See, he's still dying to this day. It's crazy, man. Like yeah. I, um, I don't like being sick. It's one of those things that I just, I, I don't think. I think when we do get sick, it's like it's like a light cold or something, or we might get a cough here and there. But being like debilitated from being sick is something mm-hmm. I that doesn't happen to me. Not so, fuck that. So I'm saying I thought I was gonna die. I was like a little bitch. I still can't believe people die from the flu to this day. Man, I, I did fucking Theraflu and Nyquil at the same time. This <laughs> <laughs> was getting crossfaded. I'm fucking cough syrup. I baby. drank one. I was like, this shit ain't working. I had to get Nyquil. And then the funny thing is, I still refuse to go to the doctor. And everyone's telling me go to the fucking doctor, Joe. They're just going to give you some medicine. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck are they going to do? They're going to get the stethoscope and put it on my chest and shit and tell me to breathe. Take my fucking temperature. Maybe take a little blood. Yeah. Then what? 
Like if you if if it's if it's like common symptoms, they're just gonna they're gonna you. give me like antibiotics or something. I'm like, I just fucking took antibiotics. Yeah, but you I feel better now. Shit. Yeah, man, I just cough too much. That's it. Yeah, you just have to rest up and sleep. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to the doctor. Fuck that. That's the craziest thing. Well, today, fellas, peoples, girls, we are gonna do a genius suggestion. Like I, this is like one of those popping things that you guys you just want to hear other people's problems, huh? To make you feel better about I, these your are one of life. my favorite ones, man. I love it too because we all have like crappy situations and shitty lives. So let's let's try to help each other out. And I like it when you guys give some advice too in the comments too. Like I think some of y'all got some gems, man. I read some of them. Yeah, yeah. Some of you are really fucking dumb, but there's a good like ninety percent that are really smart with their advice. There's also the fuck face trolls too that think that they want to. Um, Take us down, but fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, you ain't taking shit down. You can take down my nuts down your mouth, bitch. Yep. I love go. the fans, though. The Genius Brain fans are like one of the best ones. Hell out there. yeah. Like, straight up, they're very involved. That's what, I, that's what I like about them is like they're involved in helping, you know, each other and all that shit. I read the comments and it's like there's a lot of intelligent fans out there. I love it. <clears throat> So this uh, this is actually a very so if, on the Patreon uh, P- Patreon people always get first dibs. Uh, if you guys write down the issue that you want us to help you with or suggest or just you know have people listen to your problems, uh, be specific about the situation. And this girl is very specific because she wrote a whole anthology. Well, she like my pussy don't get wet enough. <laughs> I use spit. I use everything. No. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr, baby. Let's talk about finding freelance talent for your business or project. Finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming, frustrating, and expensive because, look, you got to know where to find the talent, how much it's going to cost, and who knows, how are they going to deliver it? Well, thanks to Fiverr, finding the right freelancer doesn't have to be a struggle. Look, Fiverr's Marketplace helps you get more done with less. It connects you to businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and a whole bunch more. There's a lot of quality talent on there that you can count on. I've used Fiverr personally for a lot of my album covers whenever I do music. And the people that I find deliver great. All the stuff that they will deliver how they're going to deliver it, and the time is on there. So you can best believe that you keep people accountable on their deliverables. And they have ratings on there too, so you can see how dope they are. Um, take five and check out fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code Brain. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to fiverr.com, code Brain. Fiverr, it starts here. Uh, here we have uh, Christina. She is a $50 lifetime pledge. Shout out to you. Wow. I love you very much. Um, wow. If I was single, I'd probably date you. Go, you know what's up? Ha, 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 ha. Because uh, she got money. <laughs> you got that spare money. Thank you for supporting uh, Dave So Comedy and the Genius Brain. What page. is it about women with money that's such a turn on? Like, I don't even, I'm, I don't even want them to pay for me. I just, like, I just like that, the fact that they have money and I, they earn money. I know what you mean, man. Like I said, remember I told you about that story about uh, my buddy Edric who, who dated that girl that was a gajillionaire? Yeah. And he was like, nah, fuck it. And she had big old titties. Wow. He fucked up, dude. She was kind of Titties cute. and money? She was cute and she was super sweet. I like a woman that knows how to, that she can pay for her own plane ticket even though I'm going to fucking buy it anyway. Yeah. Because I like to give. That's but the fact that I know she could pay for that shit. I like that. I like it too. That's my shit. So, Christina. Oh, this one's great. I love this one. How do I find a support system? 
oh, this is a, this is a, this is a, this is the good one right here. And she's going into a personal story. So I've been struggling with making friends ever since graduating from college. I'm almost 30. I still don't have someone I can call a friend friend. Damn. I've tried apps, Bumble, Bumble BFF, Meetup, We3, Patook, Tin- Damn, bitch. <laughs> Fuck, God You can't make friends, huh? You made a lot of, okay, or Havina hey, ETC, volunteering and hobbies, but I haven't had any luck. Anyone who shares a hobby with me lives either in another state or another country. I realized the number one way for people to socialize as an adult is drinking. But I don't drink alcohol, me smoke too. weed, or do drugs. Neither do we. Well, I drink. Not that much, though. I'm a, I'm a social drinker. But we know how to make friends. Mm-hmm. The people at my work are clicky, and it feels like high school. From my past experiences, church hasn't been a good option. Hmm. Family isn't an option since they only support me when they benefit from my actions. Oh, she black too. You ain't got Asian parents. That's tight. Uh, I have an, <laughs> we relate. I have a narcissistic family, and they are part of the reason why I've uh, dealt with depression all my life. I was clinically diagnosed my first year of college, and spent and still spending my time learning coping skills. All of us are there too. In total, I've been seeing a therapist on and off for the past ten years due to finances. My only support system in my life were my dog and cat growing up, but they oh, died. Humans, girl. Yeah, but they died recently. Oh, that's sad. What the fuck? <laughs> Dog. Uh, oh, we could make a movie about you. I know, dude. Called A Walk Not to Remember. I felt alone all of my life. Ouch. And I saw a therapist earlier this year for grief and depression counseling. The last thing my therapist told me before the end of our session was to keep going to events and hobbies that I'm specifically interested in, and I'll hopefully find a support system. The don't. Uh, the don't look for people focus on doing what you love and the people will come. I put myself out there, but can't find anyone to connect with. I go to circus shows, glass blowing classes. Damn bitch. You got some interesting ass hobbies. Don't. <laughs> She's so shit. What is she? Barnum and Bailey circus circus. Like what? Yo, where the fuck do you find circus shows outside of know. Vegas? That's fucking crazy. I remember the commercials though. They're like the circus biggest circus in town is coming to you. And then it's like, do you remember those commercials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they would they would tour uh, different cities. Yeah. It was like Barman, Barnum and Bailey. Yeah, and, Barnum yeah. and Bailey, yeah. What, you suppose, you said glass blowing classes? Are you interested? Going to the gym, comedy shows when they're in my area, baking desserts, walk around. You you really did try some options here, man. You know what it, You know what I think it is? What's up? Because, um, man, all right, how do I say this in the least dickest way in the whole entire world? If you're trying that hard thirsty to make friends it might be a you problem and not a them problem Mm. Mm. right like it's to me like it's not difficult making friends yeah but then when you're specifically looking for a support system what you're looking for is more of them to support you not giving yeah so you got to change your whole perspective here. The feeling of I need support from these people. It's like, I get it. Like we all need a support system, but you have to cultivate that over time. A support, a support network comes from like going through shit together. Yeah. Like, I think you have to go, you can't fuck on the first date, right? You got to go through stages. Like you can't automatically start expecting someone to support you right after you meet them. Not saying that you do this, But in the verbiage, this is what I'm getting, Mm -hmm. is like you're looking for a support group or whatever. And I think that a lot of people don't want to get into a lot of drama or deep shit. 
They just want surface shit. Yeah. They just want to hang out, blow some glass together. Oh, cool. She's cool. <laughs> Trying to blow some glass. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, cut? <laughs> blow some glass for like 10 sessions. I know. Smoking broken windows. Then man. <laughs> go fucking grab some beer or whatever. And then talk about your favorite pets. Yeah, I, I really wonder if that's how it is in your case, right? Because, you know, Joe and I actually talked about this uh, in our interpersonal relationship where we talk about people who really, they fuck on the first date. Not literally, right? It's it's more like you, you I, I think girls do this a lot. Guys are very pessimistic in this kind of case, but I think girls do this a lot where you guys have seen this on Instagram or, or some shit, which is actually a reflection of their life that I see a lot. They meet this girl. They have a hobby in, in mind, right? They go, oh, shit, you, you do that. I do that, too. What's up? Then a couple of weeks later, yo, besties. And they start, you know, they're drinking margaritas together. Besties. This is my best gal for life. And the kisses. It's like, yo, you're fucking on the first date. And then two weeks later, they go. They hate each other. They go, I can't believe this bitch did that. Of course you can't, bitch. You don't fucking know her. Yeah. You don't know each other yet. You guys fucked on the first date. They get too excited of from the bonding. But you need a vet. You need people need a vet. That's yeah. my thing. Like I have some long lasting friendships. And there is drama, there is ups and downs, there is things that happen, but at the end of the day, the loyalty that I have to, with them is is very irreplaceable. Yeah. Like, we do have a really strong network of people that we can count on. Um, they're not always going to be the greatest, they're sometimes annoying, but still, I have a support system. But that shit's built over years, girl. Like, you got to build that shit over time. And I don't mm -hmm. even, we don't even get deep into friendship until, like, years later. Yeah. But if you're pouring out your emotions on the first day or two, people are going to think you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, though. And that's what my friend. OK, so here's the thing. My one of my cousins. Right. Fucking bless her soul. This this girl is so warm and inviting. You can literally pour out your fucking soul to her the first day you meet her and she will accept you. She will listen to you. She does not realize that the world is not her. So mm. she's out there doing that with everyone. She can't fucking make a connection and make friends. And we're all telling her, chill. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta ease into the friendship. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, I want to connect deeply with people. And I'm like, I see that you do. And I see that you're willing to give and you're willing to receive. But you have to understand that other people aren't ready for that. And you scare them when you talk about fucking marital problems mm. or whatever on the first day you guys hang out and you're crying to them for two hours. Yeah. They think you're nuts. And then it's like, it's amazing that she can receive that for other people. And that, that might be her case. Like she might be very open and okay. And other people like she would receive them. But what if she's like too forceful with the friendship who knows but i think that the stages is like you go do you find common hobbies you, you have common interests you hang out you play like on a surface level you crack jokes you have a pleasant encounter you like this person i like this person because we can always skate together or whatever right and then you move on oh shit i find out that uh he has a brother in prison i got a brother in prison we can bond over that sad <laughs> shit right or whatever it is um, it could be like, hey, seems like we both went, had a car accident together, traumatic car accident, and then it could get a little bit negative. But generally, you want to have pleasant encounters with people and build it over time. And then there's the whole sacrifice part of it of like, oh, I'm down and out. I need some help. Can you support me? Yeah. Whatever. Like, But if you come straight out the bat and you're like, yo, I got these struggles I need to fucking pour out. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's really hard too, right? Because uh, I also think that you're you're giving an apple and you're expecting an apple back, but you keep getting an orange, yep. right? And that's just not how the world works. It's like the same concept with um, doing good deeds in this world. There's a lot of people who are great, great people, like your friend, who's so gracious and they give and they give and they give. But when sometimes when they don't receive what they give out, they're like, well, that's fucked up. Well, that's just not how things work. Yeah. When you do a good deed, you just do a good deed and you don't expect things in return. And in this case too, for you, maybe, because I don't really know you like that, you're going on this stuff to find a really hardcore connection. But are these other people that you meet willing to do that as well? Yeah. Maybe they're not. Like Joe said, maybe they're just out. They just want to glow, blow some glass, baby. Yeah. You know, let's go blow some glass. And they're just having a good time. And then you're expecting something more out of a friendship that either one hasn't had the time to develop that way. Or number two, that's not really what they're looking for. Yeah. Deep emotional connections, I think, are cultivated over time. A lot of and time. they're done in spurts. Yeah. They're not done in intense, passionate, deep like encounters. I think that's more of a romantic thing. That's it, it, those for. Fucking sure. Like even if we wanted to relate to ourselves too, like, you know, I think a lot of times people look at your and my friendship yeah. and Bart's and they go like, I want that. We I've known these guys for 10 years now. We didn't even start doing business together until like four or five years yeah. into it. It, yeah. took, it took a while. Like this, this stuff isn't easy. Yeah. Meeting people and having a good time is easy, but it looks like what you're looking for is somebody to count on to be you know, your point of accountability to be your best friend. Yeah. I, that, that doesn't happen that quick. And also too, if you're putting yourself in a position where you're coming up and then maybe you're spilling your heart out to this person, you're probably scaring them away. I would be freaked the fuck out. I would, if I came out and I was just here to watch some clowns, you know what I mean? Like juggling shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, well, my dog and my cat died. I've been like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Can I hug you and cry? And it's you like, see motherfuckers yo. on a trapeze. Elephants all riding and shit. They're all juggling and like, can I cry with you right now? And then you turn to the left. She's like, bitch, I'm just trying to enjoy this fucking lion show right now. What the fuck? I don't know. It's weird too. It's like, well, when, when, when can I, when can I open up then? That's the part that you're going to have to feel that and also to figure out who you should open up to and should you even at this point yeah right because I, I wouldn't just open up to somebody about all my stuff i mean for me because it's for entertainment purposes i'm very comfortable with who i am and i have a strong group of friends i tell people all about my shit but there's still like this 30 40 percent that i keep between me and joe yep i keep between me and bart me and mario there's and, levels to this shit hell yeah there's dude. levels to it like we always say too there's there's the homie there's the homie and there's the homie homie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's the friend, homie, 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 homie. <laughs> exactly. It's all in different stages, man. Let me leave you the rest of your stuff too. Well, and I mean, also, it's so difficult because I don't really know her or what she's going through. It could be that she's too thirsty or it could just genuinely be. She's in that, a shitty area maybe too. Yeah, because I know that people in small towns, they're limited, man. Like Bose, like she grew up in a small ass town and she was limited to the access. Oh, that's right. And I have family members too that are like a little too intelligent for the community that they live in. And I'm like, but if you're genius ass, just fucking move to... I don't know, Boston or like the oh, Silicon Valley, or if you're in around a bunch of other people that were like-minded, that might work too. Yo, so check this out, dude, that you're actually right. Cause what she wrote here, she goes, one of my hobbies is aerial arts, but there isn't anyone in my area that I found that shares it. The only hobby that's in my area, it seems are board games, D and D LARPing and geeks beer trivia. I live in a low income 
blue collar area. Yeah. So not much to do. I've tried to get into it. Low, but it, low income blue collar nerds that yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah. That's pretty much my only hobby where there's a chance to meet people in real life. My other hobbies are art animation, not anime. I grew out of it. Storytelling, travel, storytelling, traveling and illustration. I'm not financially stable to move. So you're all right. It's, yeah. it's her area too. It's her area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a mixture of both, right? Like, yeah. Sometimes it's also like this, right? How important is a social life to you and finding this group to be connected with? Because if it's that important, maybe you should move and find a place that fits you better. Because we that's one of the things I say, too. Like we live in one of the greatest fucking countries in the world where you can be whoever the fuck you want. Like you could literally be a completely gay dude in West L.A., run around in your underwear with a flag and just fucking parade mm-hmm. with no restrictions and everybody loves you like a motherfucker. And or, during the day, he's a fucking lawyer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that same guy could be in the Bible Belt s- small town where he feels ridiculed and he's just like, I, I got to get out of this mess. You know, like, you know, it's, it's like, but if, if only he lived in West LA, he would have been himself. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Etitude, my friends. If you are wondering why I get the best sleep of my life, it's not only because I have a really comfortable bed, it's because I have the sheets to match. And my Etitude sheets are amazing. I wake up feeling great because I only want to caress my beautiful supple Korean skin with these lovely sheets. It has been the best investment that I have ever invested into my sleep. Yes, my friends, Etitude Sheets have a couple of things about why I love them so much. Number one, as I mentioned, the comfort. Etitude is feathery soft, super, super silky. I'm talking about it feels like I'm being caressed by a thousand baby kittens all at once. Yes, I love them. They're cooling. Organic clean bamboo is what they're made out of, and it's extremely breathable. It regulates your temperature to improve your quality of sleep if you did not know already. So why not try Attitude? These amazing sheets have a 30-day risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. They even cover shipping on returns. Attitude sheets, they're soft as silk, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton. You're going to love them, and when you support our sponsors, you support our show, and right now my listeners will get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping. Just text BRAIN to 64-000. The only way to get 20% off your set of Etitude sheets and free shipping is to text BRAIN to 64-000. That's B-R-A-I-N to 64-000. I would like to say this too for her because she says that she doesn't feel financially uh, stable to move. I think that's a lot of people when they, when there's this huge leap that they have to take, right? It's hard. It's, it's hard because it seems at a point right now where you have tried so many different options to make this situation work. And there is no guarantee that if you move into a different place that you'll be able to find a new connection with different people that have your interest. Um, that's a very, very scary and brave thing to do because there is no, you're right. There is no guarantee that if you leave from this point, you go somewhere else, you might find that you're now in a worse financial situation and you still haven't been able to find or connect to anybody else. Which, by the way, if you come to L.A., a lot of people find that to a lot of people have that happen to them because they have this certain idea of what L.A. is is, and what they want from it. And when they come here, they go, oh, shit, I'm actually kind of lonely out here. A lot of people in this city are very, very lonely. 
Because um, they're too busy trying to be famous. Exactly. So for you, if if you want to be out of your situation, and I know that it's, I don't, I don't know what your financial situation is, but if I were to put myself, and the reason why I feel like I'm okay saying this is because I grew up fucking dirt poor. I grew up dirt ass poor. My parents were fucking dirt poor too. We went up from being fucking dirt poor to being a decent middle class, right? Like lower middle class, really lower middle class. And in order for me to move to this city, I had to work three jobs. I saved mm. up a shit ton of stuff and I cut out a lot of my, my interpersonal uh, relationships. You made a big leap of faith. Yeah. I, I had 500 bucks in my fucking bank account when I came to LA. So, you know, there, yeah, a lot of things do seem impossible because it's very daunting. But if it's something that you really need and that you really want, you can do it. And there is a high chance of failure. But I think that when you say you're financially unstable, I do believe you because so was I. But if, if, it's, if it's killing you and you've dried out all your options, what do you have to lose by trying to move out somewhere else? Yeah, if you're already broke, what's the difference? Now you'll be broke with dope friends. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're either broken alone or you move to a different place and you're broke, but now you found cool friends. Yeah, and it's it, it's and it's a hard situation to be in, especially for a lot of us too. When we're trying to, we're we're trying to kind of like pick up our pieces. It's 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 hard because it's like, well, I got to do this without a support group. Well, you know, not to sound negative, you don't have a support group here anyway, so you might as well just move somewhere else and see what what you can do with it. Yeah, I think, man, it really depends on what you want out of a support group too. Like some people just want that tribe that that click right yeah but there comes its own set of problems when you're too damn close with people too you have to Mm -hmm. understand there's a balance man like people think it's all fucking dope it is better when you have support when versus if you don't but man it's not the grass is not greener yeah you have other problems you have to carry on aside from your own now Mm mm-hmm you might be having the greatest day of your fucking life. And then your friend calls in and is like, this shit happened and it brings you down. I, you know, and just reading this too. I mean, let's, let's complete the rest of what she was saying. Uh, she goes, uh, the, the few friends that I've known since high school have slowly cut me out of their lives because they're making their own families, spending time with their significant others or taking care of their elderly parents. Most people my age already have a family and good people. Oh, most people, uh, they have a good family and it's a good support system, so they don't look to expand it. But if not, people had kids at a young age, so no going to an event last minute without finding a sitter. I need social contact in my life and talking online to people isn't cutting it anymore. I feel like I'm slipping back, slipping back into my depression. I don't know if you can help, but any advice is appreciated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I said, from, from, from the situation, it seems like you're, you're asking a lot from these really quick moments. It's a, it's a lot to ask for to find that. Human contact, if you just needed human contact, you're actually getting the human contact. So that's not what you're actually looking for. You're looking for a deep connection with a small group of people. They're looking for love outside. And what it sounds like is she needs a little bit of self-love. Mm. Yeah, because it, sure. so- it sounds like she's trying to really have feel significant through these people giving her attention. Because yeah. in that oh, sentence, it's yeah, like... Yeah. My friends are busy now. They're they're busy building their own family. They're doing this and that. They don't have time for me. So you do have some friends, yeah. Right? I would say, hey, my friends are busy with their baby. I'm a single lonely man. Let me call them up. Hey, you need you need somebody to cook for you? You need you need somebody to come over and fucking mm-hmm. help you out? That's how you build a bond. Yeah. Is you go to you give. That's what I do is I give. I give a lot and I can inject myself and and not only be helpful, I'll fucking come over and be like, yeah, I'll fucking clean up or fucking cook or hang out or what do you need me to do? And on top of that, 
I get time to talk to them and whatever. And that to me is good. It's a, it's a, you, I find more fulfillment in giving than I do taking. Right. So in, instead of being like, man, they can't find a babysitter and hang out with me. You go to them. I go, well, what, what can I do to help them out? Yeah. And it seems like just from that point of view too, it seems like you actually do have people who are within your support group, but they're just not molding to your lifestyle. Well, when people have kids, that's what happens. Yeah. They get busy. Yeah. Bart, Bart and Gio, they have a kid right now too. When we hang out, Taika's there. I mean, I'll put it to you like this. I'm not saying this was a great thing that me and Joe did, but we went on a Hawaii vacation trip Aunt Christina, Bart and Gio both came along with their kids. Yeah. I mean, we had to make adjustments for ourselves from what we normally would do, but because we wanted them there and it was fun, they brought their kids, we made a few adjustments and it was okay. So for you in your case too, if you do have people that you said that are your really close friends, but it seems like they're starting their family, I mean, unless they're cutting you out, then yeah, it does require for you to take a little bit away from yourself and go to them. Mm-hmm. When when Gio first had her kid, the first thing I did, I went to their house and I cooked them dinner. Yeah, like these are the adjustments that I make. We're not going to go out to Shinsengumi anymore, and you yeah, know, we're not going to go eat dinner till like 11, 11 p.m., no. twelve a.m. in the morning. We, we're not we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, you know, we made those adjustments, and it's still okay. Yeah. It- I think what's happening is you know she feels alone. She needs her needs met, right? So what what's happening is 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 obviously when you feel pressed to the corner, you start thinking about yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like we all do it. We all we all get to this point where we're like, I need my needs met. Someone has to love me. Like that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But what needs to happen if you want to feel that kind of love or if you want that connection is you need to go outward, not inward. So. When you swap it around and make it about giving, and it has to be unconditional. It can't be like, I'm doing this shit for you, and you don't do anything back for me, right? It has to be like, this is my friends. They're busy. I want to have their back. That is a support system. My friends are busy because they just, they're popping out kids, and, you know, they're barely sleeping, Um, but I want time with them, and I want to be a part of their lives, and I want to be a part of the kid's life. I want to be auntie. That is how you build a support system. Yeah. Not they're busy. I don't want to bother them. Let me do my own thing. They can't come party with me, whatever. Yeah. And by the way, too, um, you're 30. I'm 31. I'm only a year older than you. So all my friends uh, now, I think half of them have kids. Yeah. So, But we still adjust to their lifestyle to maintain the friendship. Yeah. And it was never a problem. I never felt like they didn't. They weren't there for me. No. You know, we just had to make adjustments. They just have time. They can be there for me when it not works for them because they have this little human they have to take care of. Yeah. And, and mine and Bart's relationship changed dramatically after Taika and yeah. everything because um, we just don't have that time to just chill anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't take that personal. I don't take I just see it as an evolution of our dynamic. It's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. Right. And. You know, if I had a kid at the same time, I, I'm probably I, I probably would be able to bond with him more or whatnot. But it's just a different chapter. We're going to take a break. Maybe I'll come back or some I'll, I'll, I'll hang out when I can. But it's a different dynamic. No. It's just it's just completely different. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it seems like your problem can be 
helped with a little bit of a, a shift in perspective and understanding what you really want out of these interpersonal relationships. Um, and we're doing our best to help understand your situation. You did a great job in writing that stuff out. But yeah, let's let's see if you do have those really good friends in your life. And maybe in your case, it, it takes a little bit of a perspective flip to say like, hey, these relationships are different now and now it's evolved differently. Or we could say this where maybe you're expecting too much out of these new connections, like the connections that you had with the people that yeah. had kids prior to their children. But remember, when you had those friends since you were younger, that took time to develop. Yeah. And now you're expecting that same type of support and understanding from these new people and you're not going to get it from them. It's just not going to happen. And then the, the friends that she's probably cultivated over time that have that are starting the families that are in that stage. Um, it would be such a waste to throw away that connection like she yeah. does. It sounds like she does have friends because mm -hmm. originally it sounded like she had no fucking friends. Yeah. And she's going to glass blowing class. <laughs> what do you think you like, say glass blow? <laughs> like some fucking blowing some pipes. <laughs> yeah. She has a bunch of hippie ass people like yeah. some stoners. She's like, fuck, man. Have I stooped to this level where I'm trying to make a best friend out of out of a glass blowing class? What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> she's like looking back. She's like, yo, what the fuck am I doing, man? I'm over here LARPing with these motherfuckers. Like fucking fireball, fireball, shield, shield. But what in reality, <laughs> she does have friends. Yeah, they're there. They're there. You just, you know, I think maybe you want more. Right. And I think it's all about the cultivating of friends. Like, for example, um, when I realized that the stages will be different between some of me and my like friends like aunt or like Bart or whatever, their availability or whatever, then I just started cultivating um, my relationship with like David or like my buddy Alex or like someone who was at my stage yeah. who has the time to go, let's go grab some dinner yeah. or whatever. And you can. You know, it's not like cheating on friends or anything like that. I just think there's different stages. Let me let me summarize this, right? First, you have an acquaintance. An acquaintance is someone you meet, you kind of like each other, or you know of them, and they're cool, right? And you might have a common interest. And a lot of people tend to just like each other's personality, presence. They make you laugh, whatever it mm. is. Let's go grab some drinks and talk. And you just fucking talk about life or talk about other people or whatever it is you do. And you enjoy someone's company, right? That's the first stage. And then, or, or the second stage becomes friendship. And that's when you're frequently doing that. And you might see them once a week, once every other week, whatever. And you start getting closer to their proxemics, right? And then you might hang out with them like every other day or even, you know, every day or whatever. That's when you start getting into that zone of like a good homie or like a good friend, like a best friend or whatever, and over time, you have to go through these stages. If you can't get past the first stage, there's something going on. I don't know what it is. But for me, if I don't pass that first stage with someone from acquaintance or like he's a classmate or, or, or she's, she's a part of my glass blowing class and I got her number or whatever. And if I can't pass that stage of like hanging out with them and enjoying their company and feeling comfortable, I think that's the key word comfortable around them, then... It's either that it didn't match or they don't like me or I don't, you know, whatever it is. It's just not a connection. Yeah. So connections can't be forced. You just got to naturally relax into it. Be yourself. Enjoy their company. And then take it to the next stage. Take it to the next stage. But usually these things take months yeah. and years to build. Yeah. 
it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I think it happens when you're younger overnight because you ain't doing shit. Like when you're in high oh, school yeah. Yeah. or college, you ain't fuck. You ain't really doing shit. You're just you. Your job is to make friends. You go to school, fucking study. You're talking to people in class. You have a best friend because you hang out with them every fucking day. After school, you go hang out every day. That's why some people, they make friends in high school and they become lifelong friends. Yeah. Because you have so many hours together. And then in college, same shit. Like you have a lot of time aside from studying. You have a lot of time to just sit down and do jack fucking shit. Yeah. And then it gets harder the older you get because you don't have time. You have families that you're building or whatever. But it's still possible. It's not impossible. You just got to get better at social skills and like connecting quicker. Yeah. And if I know that you you wrote that you're dealing with your depression um, and I think that your depression might be hanging on the fact that you're that you really, really want to to make this social connection. And you really think that that's going to fix that. And I I don't think that's what's going to happen. Nope. Like, it's just not. You got to love yourself first and foremost. Because if you're constantly seeking validation and acceptance and love from other people, it's like chasing an Instagram like. Mm-hmm. It's never enough. Yeah. Well, <coughs> shout outs to the genius brain. I hope that really does help you out. Like I said, this isn't advice. These are just suggestions. So, uh, Christina, hope that helped you out. Um, shout outs to the glass blowing and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, appreciate Yo, that. The circus... The circus stuff is pretty fun. <laughs> no, no, the circus stuff, the Barnum and Bailey shit. But um, yeah, that 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 was really great, man. I hope it helps you out, Christina. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Oh, that was fast. That was fast, man. People keep saying they want longer episodes for these. Yeah, but you know, we we uh, we knocked that bad boy out, <laughs> son. But uh, that wraps up this episode for the genius suggestion. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Remember, if you guys want us to help you out, talk about stuff, hit us up, man. Because originally when we were doing this, it, it was it was like free for all topics. But I think people really do like the pinpointed topics that we could we I could just too. I do, too. Like it helps out. I a love lot. these because, um, yeah, it's almost like I'm talking to a friend. Yeah. And <clears throat> as I'm saying this shit out loud, I'm like, I have friends that can benefit from this shit. Oh, 100%, man. And so for you, you're out there in, uh, I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're in, in Iowa or, or something like that. Well, she's like Las Vegas. I know. It's it's like, no like, wonder. I, like, you're in Vegas, man. People out there just get drunk and get some random pussy. Come on now. It's not the, that's not, maybe that's why she's going to all these circuses. I know. I was like, oh, of course you got glass blowing in circus. It's she's fucking Vegas, baby. Circus Soleil. Yeah. Well, We will catch you all next time. Remember, every Thursday, that's where you get those genius suggestions with me and Joe. Um, And then you'll see Genius Brain on Sundays. You can catch us on all audio platforms. We're talking about Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, whatever stuff that you see out there. Some of these episodes might be 40 minutes long. Some of them might be 45 to an hour to an hour and a half. Who knows? But we are there for your commute and for your daily entertainment. Appreciate you all. See you all next time. Uh, Blow some glass, baby. To the loo, assholes. (laughs) Peace.